from the words of the prophet Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He also went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Friends, it's now time for our Christmas offering, and as we do Each and every Christmas Eve, we receive this offering, and our offering today goes to help what's called our Friendship Fund, which is the fund that we use to help those in the community that come to us with various needs. And and thanks to your generosity, you allow your church to uh, do quite a bit of work with this every year. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, 
And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we come to you today in joyous celebration of the greatest gift ever given, the gift of the Son of God, our Savior and Redeemer. This gift came at just the right time. While the world was in darkness and hearts were downcast, the light of life came down from heaven to show us the Father's unfailing love for this world. Help us here today rejoice, as did the shepherds at this good news. With great joy in our hearts and expectation, we welcome you, Jesus, into our lives and renew our love for you. We are so grateful for this gift. May we and people everywhere fully receive the grace and mercy of the Christ child. May our celebration today be centered on the meaning of the coming of the Messiah. May there be room in the inn of our hearts for Jesus. And may the gospel go into the world and bring peace and hope to a world that once again finds itself in darkness. Shine brightly, Lord Jesus, in us and through us. This we pray in the name of the one who came from heaven to earth in a humble way, but with a mighty love, our Lord and King, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray for Pastor Mike as he comes to share this with today. God, we pray for Mike as he comes, Lord, that your spirit would shine through him, that your words today come through his voice, that his heart would be yielded to you, and that you would give each of us ears to hear what you would speak to us, Lord. Allow our hearts and minds to focus on you. Father, bring your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas. It's a pleasure to be here with you on this eve of Christmas to share with you the Christmas message. I, I want to begin with a few words of thanks, of course, to the great team of our connections that you no doubt shook hands with or were greeted at your way in, and it's so fun, uh, and I'm sure you'll give me an amen for this, to hear some of our college students come back and give us uh, uh, some music. Amen? Yeah, it was wonderful, and of course, Nicole back here on the keyboard is beyond college. She's a third-year medical student at the University of Iowa, so it's always great to hear Nicole back with us, and, and her mom has already graduated, who played earlier. Uh, as well. Um, you know, Christmas is the largest celebration around the world every single year. There are lots of holidays in the year, your year and my year, that most of which just get a single day, but not Christmas. You know, Thanksgiving weekend seems to mark the appropriate moment for, for Christmas trees to go up and be dressed and outdoor lights to flick on in our neighborhoods and Advent wreaths in churches to be put in place. Different than all the other holidays that you and I encounter, different than every other celebration we come into, Christmas seems to get at least an entire month, one-twelfth of the year. Why is that? Because Christmas celebrates the birth of the central character of all of human history. All of history, including your own birthday, is marked by his birth. More music's been written about him. More poetry, more words on the printed page have been written about him 
than anyone else in all of human history. And the book that documents his life is the number one bestseller every year since the invention of the printing press. Everything about this season has, has been leading to this. These moments right here. The celebration of the moment in time when our God becomes incarnate. At Christmas, God takes on the flesh of a human being, Jesus Christ, so that we could know God personally and hear his invitation to join his internal mission. This, this is Christmas. So each year as the lead pastor of this church, I'm, I'm blessed to stand in this place and give the Christmas message. My passion for Jesus is deep, and as many of you know that come to this worship service from week to week, I have the inclination and I have the ability to say many, many words about Jesus because I love him so. I do. But tonight's not the night for long sermons. You hope. So at the end of my prayers that have been going on throughout this whole season, the Holy Spirit, I believe, has brought me here to you with with three simple words of Christmas. So let's go. The first word is intimidation. Intimidation. Four yards deep at my middle linebacker position for the Iowa Wesleyan College Tigers, I was barking. I mean, I was really barking out the signals to the Tiger defense as the Loris College quarterback was attempting to call an audible. And I will tell you, because it is the truth, my intent was to disrupt their plan with my calls. And suddenly, over my right shoulder comes flying a penalty flag, a yellow flag hitting the ground, and play is stopped. And the referee came up, and he penalized me for unsportsmanlike conduct. And Skip Sonia, our middle linebacker, the, the, the linebacker that played beside me, came running up to the referee and said, intimidation? That's what the call is? He says, yes, the call is intimidation. He says, intimidation? That's what this game's all about. I laughed about that for a long time then. But I've thought about it over the years. And, and I've figured out that both Skip and I were wrong in that particular instance. See, I tell you that story to say this. For many people who bear the name Christian, who who wear with the moniker in their heart Christian, it seems that intimidation has become what Christmas is all about. That is wrong. That is not right at all. Does it not seem to you that since you put your drumstick down on Thanksgiving afternoon, uh, some within our tribe of Christianity have filled the airwaves and social media out, out, uh, outlets with a diatribe indicating that things as simple as little red cups without snowflakes or, or Christmas trees on there were anti-Christian or anti-Christmas? I mean, immediately it seeming after Thanksgiving dinner, the, the protests that, that, that began to claim consumerism had hijacked Christmas you know, as if the world of business doesn't take advantage of everything put in front of them. I mean, have you ever had that experience? You know, years ago, think about this. I bought a television one day during a President's Day sale. And I will tell you the facts. I bought that bigger TV so that I could see major crimes and football games bigger, not to honor Lincoln or Jefferson or Washington. I bought a car this year on, on Halloween Day. But that was because it was the last day of the month and, and there was a sale, not because I had wanted to pay great homage to ghosts or goblins. I just wanted a better ride. And, and, and for goodness sake, when did saying Merry Christmas 
become anything other than a blessing. Saying Merry Christmas to someone is supposed to be a blessing, not a, not a gotcha moment. Recently, I, I was buying some stuff at a local store, and the woman across the counter handed me my change back. That's for you guys that only use credit cards. That's a money, okay? They handed, she handed me my change back, and she looked into my eyes, you know, with that... Sometimes I, I have another word for it, but that, that stare, you know, that stare that says, I'm going to say something important. She says, it's important for me to say to you, Merry Christmas, not something else. Then she stared at me, seemingly ready to, to draw the sword of her Christianity. If I was so, you know, wrong to, or so sinful to wish her a happy holiday or simply say, have a nice day or thank you for my money back. See, Christians, I want to tell you, and there's many of us here Christians, we do not honor Jesus if we spend the entire season of Christmas rummaging through coffee shops and malls looking for a fight. Listen. Though all the powers, and this is important, though all the powers of heaven and earth were at his disposal, the Lord Jesus uses none of them to bring people to affiliate with him through intimidation or domination or force. See, the Jesus of Christmas is a king that's born in humility, who ushers peace and love and mercy and justice into the world. He doesn't need arrogant followers that seek through intimidation to to win the world for him. Christmas is not the opportunity to force the world to accept Christ. That never worked. It didn't work in the Crusades. It didn't work in the Inquisition. It doesn't work now. It always ends badly. And he never supports it and never has supported it. Our dear Lord Jesus, whose presentation to the world we celebrate this particular night, provides choice, choice to you and me, to receive him in love and humility. The second word of our Christmas message is aimed at anyone here who's watching online who made the choice and has received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that word is examination. A simple word. Examination. See, for a few moments on on this particular night of nights, I admonish Christ followers among us to examine the deeper things of Christmas. Just take a moment and drink in the wonder of it all. Begin by reflecting the story that that Keaton and Pastor Keith read a few moments ago. The story that we love. Christ is born. Take a few moments, even right here and now. Right here, even while I'm talking. To remember and reflect the wonder. The absolute wonder and joy you find in this story. The impossible happens. A virgin gives birth to a boy, and your heart is warmed. You remind yourself of the Spartan circumstances. Parents who who either can't find or afford a room are relegated to experience the highest moment in any parent's life in the lowest of places, the coldness of a cave, surrounded by farm animals, accompanied by all their snorts and smells. You wonder, you wonder why the world in his day could not see that this child born in these circumstances is not the Lord. How, you wonder, could they miss that? Then, the music in your heart cues up. And you imagine the beauty of a, of a hill in Judea 
where the starlight cascades down upon shepherds who, who suddenly witness out of the blue an angelic choir who hear their message and make a run for the stable. As clear as your eyes see me in this room, your mind's eye can see the shepherds arriving, kneeling before the baby, snuggling by her mother, and then rising to tell everyone everything they had seen and heard. Somewhere along the line, that beautiful story, for those of us who believe in Jesus Christ, changed from wonder to the central truth of our lives, to the absolute pivot upon which everything is formed. And like the shepherds who said, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, you had to go to Jesus. You had to go yourself and see if indeed he was the Lord for you or not. And that's all he ever wanted for you, to come. To come without intimidation and after a thorough examination of the evidence that was before you, to choose him as the one in which your life found its light, its purpose, and its meaning. While your wonder was a blessing, you knew that wonder could not sustain you, and it cannot sustain you. You needed to move beyond wonder and amazement to belief, and you have. So tonight, here on this Christmas Eve, I challenge you to imagine the movement of God's Spirit that caused you to believe that the Jesus born in Bethlehem was more than the main character in a sweet story. Give examination tonight to what caused you to believe. I mean, really believe it. Reflect on the power of that moment, that period in your life, for that was the moment you received for yourself, the gift that is Christmas. You knew, and you know, Beyond a shadow of a doubt that while that story is beautiful and at times nostalgic when accompanied by carols and candlelights, as a Christian, you also know that the story itself is not enough to sustain you when when a doctor utters into your ear words like diabetes or Alzheimer's or cancer. Because you're a Christian, you know this story with all of its wonder cannot hold you together when the midst of Human relationships being torn apart. When stress stands behind that door and depression behind that one. When troubling financial issues are mounting behind you. For those who live Christianity here and around the world, the beautiful wonder of the birth of Christ has become the foundation of a belief system that carries you through this day and the next, that blesses you and sustains you. Christ believers, we we need not become incensed about the Christmas celebrations of the day. We need not protest that Christ has been taken out of Christmas. Absolutely waste no time on that. Christ followers, let's examine deeply our own lives and discern how we will put Christ in our Christmas and in our day-to-day living to bless the world and honor him for the partnership that he's given us with him in the world that we see and the one beyond we see. And that brings me to the third word for this afternoon, conclusion, inclusion. You're wishing for conclusion. Seventh graders like eh. inclusion. 
Emergency personnel was spread out everywhere. Buildings for a city block were being evacuated. As, as Fred descended the steps of his apartment building, he could see a great deal of chaos in the street in front of him. Ambulances were standing by. Uniformed police officers were there. Firemen were, were performing seemingly important tasks. And Fred, recently trained in emergency preparedness, wanted to be a part of it. He just absolutely wanted to help. And in front of him, right there in the middle of the street, he could see a man's body half laying on the pavement and the other half dangling down into a a manhole there were cords spread all around him and fred thought for sure he knew what to do so he he sprang into action and in a flash he grabbed the man by his belt pulled him up out of the manhole flipped him on his back and began to perform cpr and to his surprise the man fought back violently he pushed him off says what are you doing cpr said fred what are you doing he says i'm holding the light in the manhole so joe can see to turn the gas valve off so this block doesn't explode (laughs) see i can wait (laughs) like fred you see when stuff is going on around us we desire to be included but we don't always know enough we haven't been invited into it And that can't be the case at Christmas. See, we understand, I understand, that several or many of you were brought here tonight to this worship service because someone you love and deeply respect wanted to include worship in this evening slate of activities. And out of respect for them, you came. And maybe all you're looking forward to is the conclusion or the closing prayer. Others here in the sanctuary tonight might have come because the season out there has caused some stirring in your heart to to lead you to to seek something, seeking something that Christians that you know seem to have and seem to give them something, but you can't seem to get your arms around and you haven't been invited into it. And some of you, you, once you really believed in all this, but you know you just stepped away from it all. And yet here you are. You find yourself in Christian worship service on Christmas Eve. And I I would guess too that since I've been to Christmas many times, there are probably a few of us that can't pin down why in the heck we're here at all. And I want you to know and hope it makes a difference. I'm glad you're here. And the last word of the Christian message in the Christmas message is for you. The Christ born at Christmas comes with an inclusive message. He is born in circumstances that we can understand, lived a life that's filled with trials and temptations and difficulties so we can identify with him. He dies a human death so we can verify his reality. He dies on a Roman cross and tells us before he goes that he does it to redeem us and include us in his kingdom. And then he reverses death. But by appearing to more than 500 human beings in the 40 days following his resurrection to prove indeed that he is God come back to life in the flesh. And the Christ at Christmas has included you in his life. And tonight, every single one of you is invited to include him in yours. I promise you, I know myself, there will be no ploy of intimidation. Just a simple invitation to inclusion. Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, you know the one we read a few moments ago, the one that you hear about everywhere? That's your invitation. He was born then and there so that here and now you might consider or reconsider choosing him, picking him, selecting him, 
as the Lord of your life. He offers you, I promise you this, he offers you peace in the midst of this life of one darn thing right after another. He offers you possibility of joy in a world that's filled with joylessness. He offers you love in the midst of a world that seems consumed with put-downs and hateful actions. And he offers you hope in the midst of every single dark situation that you face. And even tonight, you can receive his invitation. It's, it's simple to receive and important to see what follows it. To receive the invitation that Jesus Christ offers you at Christmas time, you simply need to believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world that has come from heaven to earth to include all who would choose him into his wonderful, exciting, eternal life that begins the moment you receive and believe. And receive the Holy Spirit that will forgive your sins and, and, and cleanse you of what you've been and start you anew, even in this moment, here and now. It may be an unexpected time for you. And then you simply need to spend your life becoming the man or woman that God intended you to be before you were formed in your mother's womb. So that's it. Three simple words. A message to Christians to set aside intimidation. A message to those of us who believe to really do some examination of how it is that we became Christ followers and to revel in this story. And an invitation of inclusion to all those who feel far off, ambivalent, or wonder about what this is all about. That's, that's all. And I pray that God works through them somehow for you tonight. And I wish every single one of you a Merry Christmas. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, let us pray. Lord, before the beginning of time, you were. In the midst of what we know as time, you are. And in that which is beyond time, you shall be. And we honor you, Father, and we honor you for sending Jesus to be among us to live this life. We, we thank you, Lord, for this story that is so beautiful, a story of, of shepherds and wise men, of a virgin mother, of, of a baby boy, because it warms our hearts so. And we thank you, Lord, that that story doesn't just sit on the shelf as a story, but is an enactment of your entire drama of calling us to you. And so on this very night, Lord, where we come now to receive the, the, the juice and, and the cup, the, 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 the imitations of the body and blood of Christ, uh, we ask, Lord, that, that we might hand ourselves to you completely and fully, knowing that when we do, we are secure forever in you. This is our prayer on this Christmas night in Jesus' name. Amen.